So, um, it's been a while, uh, but I have a quiz for you. Okay, go ahead. So, I got five things. One of these things did not happen on the Archers recently. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Okay. Did one of them, like, happen in Harry Potter and I didn't notice, like, the last quiz you gave me? Um, I think... No. You'll okay, see. Okay, okay. Go ahead. So, one. Mm-hmm. A kid spelt out asshole with some eggs. Comedy legend. <laughs> I... Kid? Yeah, a kid. So, oh, a kid. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go through them all. I'm gonna go through all right, them all. Kids spelt out asshole with eggs. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Josh Archer got me to like him. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Grey Gables was consumed in a fire explosion. What? <laughs> Somebody is keeping slaves. Um. And the village went on lockdown to escape a deadly pandemic. Oh now, my oh, oh. which of these things did not happen on the Archers recently? Only one of these things didn't happen? Yeah. Oh no. Well, we live in our world, and the Archers is supposed to be based on our world. So I'm going to assume that they've locked down. I hope that they've locked down. Eggs is too good. Eggs has to have happened. Uh, I don't know why you would like Josh Archer, but sure. I. It's either between the fire or the slaves, which I never thought I'd say. Um, I have to hope that no one is keeping slaves. I'm going to go with slaves. There's no slaves in the archers. The thing that did not happen on the archers recently is the whole village going into lockdown to escape a deadly pandemic. What? I have so many questions. Funnily enough, so do I. (laughs) Actually. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's, I guess, where we're putting the theme song. Hello, and welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere, uh, Two Idiots Guide to the Archers in a World of Uncertainty. I'm uncertain. Um, I am like a, I'm a really creaky house spider, and I've got really long legs, um, but the personality of a spider with short legs, you know what I mean? And, I find it comforting um, that you're in my, in the corner above my bed, just kind of yeah, chilling. Yeah, yeah. I look up and, every morning um, and make sure you're still there. Recently, I've been feeling uh, really validated about my lifestyle choices. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so it's been uh, a while since we've recorded. Things have been strange. Uh, you moved, which was a great time to do that in the year 2020. <laughs> so, so fucking fun. I, I moved, um, met a new flatmate was like, I wonder if um, I'll get along with this new flatmate, because I've had some tricky flatmates in Mm -hmm. the past. Um, And then we immediately got stuck in a house together, permanently. So uh, So we had to like each other, and we do. 
That's so great. I'm I'm glad because otherwise, uh, I'm reporting a murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been it's been a, a a strange time. It's it continues to be a strange time, as as mm-hmm. of recording. Uh, I don't, so I actually I really don't know what you're talking about because I base everything my understanding of the world around things that happen on the arches oh, so of if there's something and... going on at the moment like everyone has been telling me to stay inside and i don't know why so uh because... so everyone in ambridge is freely wandering roaming the countryside living <laughs> yep. in a fantasy world where they can still shake hands and hug and feel well, the warmth of human skin on their skin within the narrative of the show nothing nothing's going down but they haven't been continuous in their uploads for the first time since the war <laughs> the, the yeah. artist has taken a break they are currently um things started to get a little spotty but they were still kind of regularly going and then recently uh they said there weren't going to be any more episodes until the 25th and uh, that they're just playing old episodes it's really weird i did hear that so they're kind weird. of doing some best of stuff mm-hmm. um which which possibly gives us an opportunity another time to talk about some of the old stuff that happened that i don't know anything about i um, guarantee that if i i was thinking about sitting down and listening to whatever they upload all in one go in like a week or something i mm-hmm. i guarantee i will also be losing my mind because I, I've been I've been through this before, but every time they bring up something that happened like twenty years ago or something, I I just go, what the fuck? <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> um, yeah. So so, give me give me a rundown on what's the sitch. There's no there's no coronavirus in Ambridge. There's no coronavirus in Ambridge. They're a bit distracted at the minute. <laughs> Is um, it from the fire or the slaves? Bit of both, bit of both. <laughs> bit of column um, A, little of column B. <laughs> so, um, oh, where to begin? You you remember, um, uh, Kirsty and Phil, right? Because you know we love. <laughs> of course, to I make... remember Kirsty and Phil. It's the only joke I can make. It's about location, location, <laughs> location. I don't know yeah. who they are. I can't remember who they are or what they do, but I do remember that they run a wonderful property program on Channel Four. <laughs> so, um. Phil's a contractor. Um, we talked about this a bit before. He has a terrible son named Gavin. Yes, I remember the terrible son who demanded what was it like thirty grand for a wedding in Bali or some shit. Something like that, you know, some ridiculous sum of and money. And then he was sleeping on the sofa. Yes, um, I remember now. So that they run the business together. Um, Grey Gables. In which many important characters work. It is um, the hotel, got... correct? Yes, yes. It's a hotel um, that at one point we thought was haunted, but then it turned out that was Linda yes. being a bitch. See, oh, I remember that things. was my cool fan theory. Oh, oh that wasn't canon. <laughs> Everything you say to me becomes canon. <laughs> um, so lots of important characters work there. Uh, you got Tracy, Roy, Oliver owns and runs the place um freddy works there linda works there uh a lot, lot of big characters um it's a hub of business for the a for hub the of business uh-huh. for the village um 
Well, it, so, okay, uh, should we say it was a hub of business <laughs> for the village, judging by what's happened, based so, on your small quiz? Um, little little bit of background to to another story as well that is the fucking funniest thing ever. So, as you may or may not remember, uh, Freddie got out of jail recently for drug dealing. I'm um, yeah, yeah. So, um, he caught, uh, Johnny Archer, uh, with some pills that he thought were steroids and tried to take them off Johnny and flush him down the toilet. And Linda saw this whole scene and being the huge pretentious knob that she is automatically assumed that Freddie was trying to sell Johnny drugs. Mm -hmm. Um... They weren't actually steroids. Uh, they were, like they were or something. They were hair growth pills because oh Johnny goodness. is really anxious about his balding state, which is just the saddest fucking story. Which you know how it's kind Johnny of an had ego that thing boost. With his... <laughs> it's kind of an ego boost to have someone assume that you're taking steroids when you're not, because a it makes it makes you assume that you're not your hair is fine and you wouldn't need hair growth pills and that b you're jacked enough to have been on steroids even if you're not on steroids right like i mean basically or unless yeah. it's like your first time taking steroids <laughs> he's like true. oh is this your first ever steroid pill um yeah which okay i'm wondering if they're implying that this was the thing that was distracting johnny in his relationship with his girlfriend because you know how she said oh you're all distracted you're not you're not with me and i said i have no fucking clue what she's talking about i really hope they're implying he wasn't giving enough to the relationship because he was worried about going bald he was he was staring in the mirror for too long looking at his bald patch she's like <laughs> honey honey you're in the bathroom for 25 minutes every evening what like what are you doing we're trying to watch we're trying to watch the chase uh, why are you why are you in the bathroom for so long? He's like, I, I just, I'm, I can't talk about it right now. It's just, it's, it's, it's a lot for me, right now. I just, uh, maybe we should uh, take a break and have give, give me some space. Um, but I do have luscious locks. Can you just tell me that I have luscious locks, please? I need you to, I need to hear it from from your from your mouth that you, you think I have luscious. That's the only reason I would date anyone. For their luscious locks. No, no, to tell me I have luscious locks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the that's the purpose of a romantic partner. Just whisper sweet nothings. <laughs> as long as the nothings consist of hair-based compliments. Yes. So, um, things were on the out now for a while with Freddie and Linda, um, because uh, Freddie was keeping Johnny's secret. In embarrassment but that was causing problems for freddie because linda was going to eventually be like fucking telling people that freddie was dealing again i'm gonna tell the police yeah, yeah um so johnny eventually went to linda and explained everything to her and um <laughs> she was you know genuinely sorry about what she'd done and the assumption that she'd made because she is she is who she is, but she's well-meaning. She just thinks it's my way or the highway. Complicated. She's she's very much a village folk 
person, right? She comes across very much as like, this has always been the way in the village. The thing about her, she's, to my knowledge, not originally from the village. Oh. I think I still think that she moved there quite old with her husband. Don't hold my, me to that fact, but my thought though is that if there was a uh, a hot fuzz style cult in Ambridge, yes, she would be one of the ringleaders. Yes, absolutely like, for sure. Um, so that's a little bit of background because of where. When this whole incident happened, uh, Linda was trying to apologise to Freddy um, Mm -hmm. at Grey Gables. Uh, So there was a flood in the Grey Gables kitchen. A flood? Um, Yes, a flood. What is this, the Bible? I thought there was a fire. (laughs) A plague of of locusts next? As a treat. As a treat. Grey Gables can can have have little a flood as a treat. (laughs) So... Probably some kind of pipe burst up from the floor. So the whole floor was going to need to be pulled up so they could, you know, sort this thing out. Um, And they couldn't serve any food. It was a real, real nightmare for them. Um, So Oliver uh, talks to Philip and he says, I know you're very, very busy at the minute, but could you possibly get someone in here to kind of sort this issue out? as quick as possible and philip's going on holiday with kirsty but he says he will try and get some people in and um uh his son will be supervising so gavin's gonna be there with another worker oh great so the scene everyone's at gray gables um emma is there talking to tracy about her relationship with ed which i will just quickly say ed and emma have gone back together which i'm very happy about I don't remember who those people are, <laughs> but I'm very happy for them. Ed anyway. and Eddie. <laughs> Ed, yeah. Ed and Eddie were. You're remembering two... a joke. Am I? Oh no! <laughs> I thought they were. They they were the other family, not the not the not the archers, the other ones. Yes. Am I not? Am I misremembering? The Grundies. That's the one. Ed and Edward. Eddie. Eddie and Edward. Ned. Ned and Eduardo Grundy. They are father and son. I don't know. Are you okay? I've lost lost the plot. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who anyone is now. I'm just staring at you. Who is Ed? Are you okay? (laughs) Who is Ed? Who's Edward? It's fine. It's fine. We're not talking about that. It's fine. You're you're, you're all you're all good. Edward was with Emma. <laughs> is he a policeman? Is he the policeman? No. Oh God. Did he have something anyway. to do with the bunting? Anyway. Can we go back to the bunting? <laughs> anyway. Um, Oliver was kicking about, Roy was kicking about, Linda and Freddie are in the cloakroom, um, arguing, um, because Freddie basically won't listen to Linda to give her apology. Because, you know, she's been kind of shitty to him and made assumptions about him, so he's kind of like, I'm not having it. Um, uh, they start to hear a lot of strange sort of noise from the kitchen um very very loud um 
Linda is kind of wondering, uh, what can the builders be doing? They're only supposed to be sort of pulling the floor up. Why is there so much fucking noise? Um, she goes over to the kitchen and opens the door. And suddenly there's the sound of a horrible explosion that kind of shakes my entire brain as I'm listening to the podcast. Wait, wait, go, they did a Foley, Foley explosion? Mm-hmm. And I go, Was it better than the Foley fire from years ago that you ah. told me about? I, I can only assume. That it was like... Yeah, them rustling two pieces of paper together. Yeah, I think yeah. It was a... Yeah, so there's a horrible, horrible explosion. I go, oh. <laughs> in, in your hmm. most Linda moment, you go, oh. Hmm. Uh, that, 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 that was something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a sort of um, ongoing painful traumatic scene um both freddie and linda are caught in the explosion as everyone is evacuating um linda is buried under a lot of rubble as is blake the workman who was there at the time oh no okay Um, alongside gavin Freddie desperately is trying to pull Linda out of the of the building um, and can't see where to go because there's too much smoke and doesn't know where he is and Linda's too heavy and I'm going just, well I'm sure they'll be very good friends after this um, just leave her <laughs> just run god Freddy, would you Freddy, would you make for the door ready <laughs> listen to me it's you're it's, so it's evil jesus. it's it's me jesus freddy you can do this don't worry I well he doesn't do that sin. monster oh he eventually makes it um and you know they could have definitely just gotten trapped in there because no one knew they were in the building at the time um were they not supposed to be working they they were supposed to be their shift was supposed to have been finished a while ago and the only reason they were still on the site was because they were having this argument oh okay so no one was looking for them in the in the evacuation and they just kind of got lucky that someone came to the back door of the kitchen um and saw them so everyone did get out alive um but linda is covered in burns and the workman has a broken back Ah. Yeah. Um is, is Gavin okay? Gavin wasn't there. Mysterious. Mm-hmm. In the words of Peter Andre. Mysterious Gavin. <laughs> so Linda's in a coma for a while. I feel bad about all the mean things I said about Linda. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can well, feel I... bad. You can say mean things about her and still feel bad that someone's in a coma. Yeah, I feel bad. She's covered in horrible burns and she's in a coma and I called her a bitch. Yeah. I mean, she is, though. <laughs> Those two things That's can why exist I like her. currently. That's why I like her so much. She's powerful. 
I've got strong village queen energy. Yas queen. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so Linda is in a yes. coma for a while, but she recovers. Y- yes, she has not. She's not been coping well, though, as you can mm-hmm. imagine. Um, neither has her husband Robert. Um, she's been experiencing a lot of frustration and fear of other people um, because of how she looks and how she feels about herself now. He has been very desperate in dealing with her frustration and anger and also he's been kind of aggressive to people. Um sort of anyone interfering or anyone he sees as to blame for the situation um the only person he's been very on board with and thankful to has been freddie because he pulled his wife out of the fire um and he gave freddie his his father's old war medal which was like i'm like damn i want a war medal I mean, I don't... I want to wear it gaily and ironically. You want a war medal, you know, from war. Because you know my great-granddad got a medal from the Pope. And I can't remember exactly who has it now. Um, but I constantly want it because I want to wear it gaily and ironically. <laughs> a me- what? I don't know, the Pope had medals? Yeah, he, uh, he gives, he gives like... Yeah, they give medals. For, like, service to the Catholic Church. For being a good Catholic boy. Basically. He was a um, Catholic school headmaster. I was talking about this with my dad recently, because I really crave having Catholic guilt, which I don't have. I just really feel like it would, like, even out my personality if I had some Catholic guilt. You're too powerful for Catholic guilt. (laughs) It bypassed you. It skipped a generation. (laughs) Yes, yes. Robert was horrible to Oliver because he blamed Oliver for everything, um, and he was also quite aggressive towards Philip. So, so the main the main story now, though, that the story of Linda is a good story, but it's not really the big thing that's happening in response to this fire. Obviously, the police wanted to talk to Blake about what happened and there was an investigation for insurance and criminal purposes about how the fire was started and we learnt fairly early on in conversation with Oliver and Philip um, that the fire was started uh, by the prodigies (laughs) the fire was started because the workman Blake was using petrol instead of safe solvent to get the floor up and also lit the grill in the kitchen and when Linda opened the door into the kitchen it created a backdraft which created a spark which blew up the petrol is that how that works? Don't fucking ask me. I don't know shit about shit. You should do this. I guess that could work. Why was he... It was convincing enough for me. Where did he get the petrol? I I just... Why would you use petrol to take a floor up? Because it's cheaper. 
petrol make car go, not make floor go. You've got to get like you've got to get all of the shit off the floor. Was it like oh, it's like lino glue, and you got to dissolve the glue with? That's what you use the solvent for, I guess. Okay. I I I assume. So he was doing a slap again. Why would you think I know anything about? Okay. So he was doing a shoddy job. That's what we can get from this. Yeah. He was a cowboy workman. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the first impression. Um. But where was his supervisor? Yeah. This is what I want to know. So, you keep skirting around the, the answers here, Ray. Give Phil- it to me straight. Philip seems, as well as Gavin in particular, very nervous about the police talking to Blake. Um, you know, which seems kind of natural at first, because he, you know, he, as he puts it, he doesn't really want anything bad to happen to Blake. And, um, I mean, he's already got You know, he doesn't want his, um, yep, yeah, for sure. He doesn't want his business tarnished. Um, and he's he's struggling to track down Gavin for a bit. He's not answering his phone calls. And he live um, in his house. Yeah. Um, and when Gavin and Philip finally do meet up, they start to have this very odd, intense conversation that doesn't seem entirely about the fire. Um, and talking about being worried what Blake is going to tell the police. Um. And Philip and Gavin talk about what people would think if they heard about the way they ran their business. And Gavin said, I think they'd think it was slavery. Um. So what we gradually begin to learn about Philip, who is basically the new Rob of the show... just did a much better job of pretending he was a nice guy um what we learned about rob uh <laughs> oh god i even freudian slip what we learned about philip is um apart from him and his son all of the workers in his business are basically slaves um how are you in the sense a that slave? he it well in the sense that they aren't getting a minimum wage they're getting food and like that kind of thing oh yeah slavery yeah um i mean it's a they're not being explicit about what the exact arrangement is because so they're playing philip very interestingly because it's unclear how much he's lying to himself or how much he's just maintaining a ruse of morality to keep things under control. Because he talks a big game about how he's offering the lads a better life than they would have had otherwise. But he's also being exceedingly brutally manipulative towards Blake. And basically making out to Blake that he's protecting Blake by Blake maintaining the lie that the fire was his fault. Because the fire was actually really Gavin's fault. Because Gavin bought the petrol and Blake was only using the grill because he was actually starving. Because Gavin hadn't fed him. This is so... I don't... 
it feels a lot edgier than the archers usually go. This seems very... I mean, I know they deal with some heavy, heavy stuff in terms of, you know, there's been the, the famous uh, assault cases and, you know, deaths and all sorts of things. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that we've ever... Uh, well, not not that I can think of. Has there been a, a plot line that the European Court of Human Rights should look into? <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Right, I don't think any of these. I don't think there's been a plot line in the yeah. Archers before where anyone breaks the Geneva Convention. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to think about the worst things that I I remember people doing on the Archers, and I really can't think of anything as bad as this. I mean, I, not in terms of measuring morality, but in terms of getting a life sentence in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I can't believe they're doing this to Kirsty. Who? I really thought that they would not do something like this to Kirsty. Yeah, how is she involved in all of this? I mean, like, does she... She doesn't know. Oh, okay. Um, But she's starting to get suspicious. Not about... <laughs> she's not suspicious like, I think my husband is keeping... Well, my fiancé is keeping slaves so fucking wild to say. Why would you suspect that <laughs> of anyone? Well, I mean... um, she took a look at some of his um financial stuff because she was trying to help him out because he was so stressed about the fire. And she was like, oh, um, there's no outgoing. That's weird. <laughs> You've just got £10 here for know. petrol. So the person who's really suspicious and I'm... <laughs> they're implying that we should be worried about Gavin, like, murdering him or something i'm like jesus christ the person who's really suspicious is roy because linda asked roy to tell blake that she forgave him which was i think really you know you know it's really adult of her and amazing um um and when roy went to see blake he was just very off and frantic and he was like get out and didn't want to speak um and then later on when roy tried to go back to see blake at the hospital again he found out that uh blake had been checked out by his uncle and he was like oh really his uncle and um the person who described his uncle described philip and roy kind of thought "Mm, that's odd he's not mentioned having any nephews or that blake is his nephew (laughs) yeah uncle (laughs) phil Uh, um yeah that's kind of where we're at though so who wait why why is roy involved why is he suspicious he just thinks things seem odd he's been talking to oliver oh oh um, oh i see he is suspicious as in he I thought you meant he's a suspicious character. You mean he is suspicious of the whole thing. He's suspicious of what's going on with Blake and the fire and what happened. Because he knows now how the fire started too. And everyone who hears about it is objectively like, why would he be... This is a really idiotic series of events to lead to this fire. 
who can be this stupid. Yeah. It's really it, suspicious. Do we know who Blake is? Has he has he been a character before or has he just come no, in we for didn't this learn as a name. worker, right? We didn't learn his name until after the fire. Um, right, okay. Yeah. I think because Do- they were deliberately, from a story perspective, keeping any of the people who worked for Gavin and Phillips arm's length because they were keeping that part of Philip's life. I really feel like I've been played again, you know? <laughs> do, do we know anything about Blake? Like, why why this is a thing that he is doing? Like, I, why he ended up working for Philip? Is that not something we've... My first thought was that this was going to be a plot line where Blake and the other workers were immigrants. Right, that's, that, was that, was my first... my, that was my, like, when you mentioned that he was, like, giving them a better life, quote-unquote, yes. I thought, like, are they, are they illegal, undocumented or something? But And I, I don't know, it could still be the case, but when we first heard Blake's voice, he didn't have any kind of accent that would lead me to believe he wasn't British. Mm-hmm. And I am, admittedly, though, a bit back and forth about, am I just not paying attention <laughs> are they explaining things when i'm not paying attention i'll admit i'll admit i sometimes don't pay enough attention to, to stuff they're saying on the arches i just me. i i just don't uh, i guess we just don't have i don't have enough information to be like why why is he doing this i know that one of the other workers is blake's brother or cousin they have some kind of familial relationship so there's family units in this situation right okay it's yeah i don't know because it it takes a lot part of me wonders if they were homeless before this like that's one of the theories i have running around in my head that Mm -hmm. blake and the other workers were all homeless people that they basically picked up with the streets and were like we'll give you a job in yeah, quotation sure. marks. Hmm. This is... And this is happening... Well, this is, like, currently going on, the kind of fallout of yeah. this whole thing. So, so the biggest development in it recently... <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to laugh at this development. I'm really sorry. So, we're back on some cricket action at the minute, right? Cricket of course, team, the cricket archers team. is flip-flopping between... <laughs> European human rights violations and cricket. <laughs> yep. So of course it is. Harrison, police officer, runs the cricket team. They've been recruiting again. And also Tracy has once again been in conflict with Harrison about the way he runs the cricket team. Because uh, Tracy wants to run it like, you know, army cadets. Because <laughs> she's hardcore like that. Um, even though it's like a bunch of 50 year olds on the team she's like we gotta get rid of all of the baggage <laughs> it's just gonna be her and only Harrison. the strong will survive oh, so <laughs> so um, Harrison for the reasons apparently that Gavin isn't a permanent resident of the village won't let Gavin join the cricket team but I think Harrison won't let Gavin join the cricket team 
because in terms of where the police are at with their investigation, they are 100% suspicious about this whole situation. Yeah, and Harrison he, he knows... won't let him join the cricket team because Gavin's going to prison. <laughs> yeah, he won't let him join the cricket team because he thinks it'll be really, really awkward when everyone finds out he's a slaver. That's my theory. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It... Yeah, and also, I mean, he's he's the manager of the cricket team or whatever. He's the captain. He's going to have to recruit again in, like, you know, three months when <laughs> yeah, Gavin goes like, to jail forever. To... So it's <laughs> just so awkward. inconvenient. He might as well, you know, cut it off now. This blah, really blah, blah. You're is... not a permanent resident. This really is the best fucking thing about the Archers, is I'm speculating about cricket team shit in relation to slavery. <laughs> like, iconic storytelling. <laughs> really iconic storytelling okay i i have um so if this is happening right now i can't imagine that they're that insensitive that this is a thing they've come up with like now for now this must have been planned out i mean it's a pretty big thing it probably had to go through quite a lot of uh higher ups <laughs> yeah. to kind of approve i imagine that it happened you know it was a thing that was discussed at the six monthly meeting in like january or yeah. whenever they do that and they recorded it all before any of the lockdown stuff and they were like well listen guys it's the last thing we've got recorded we we, we're gonna need to we need to put it up i've gotta wonder if in hindsight they had this planned from since when philip joined the show because there's a lot to be said for there's a lot to be said for them doing another Rob in that he was kind of an outsider who seemed really, really amazing and charming and sweeped someone off their feet and is now revealing their absolutely cartoonishly villainous intentions. Um, Yeah, so I can't imagine... I just don't... I can't imagine that this is a new thing. That like They must have been planning this for a long time and they're like, well... You know, this is we we can't change it now. We're you on know, this they, path. Yeah, you know, they had an Easter festival recently, and I thought about COVID spreading whilst they were all <laughs> they were all at church. I was just yeah, I was like, mm. the I, the <laughs> the vicar yeah. starts coughing suspiciously. <laughs> they couldn't do that. They couldn't do. They just couldn't tell a story. I can't believe we've been talking for episode after episode about what would like slow down or end the archers. And it turns out it was We made it happen to us. Like a yeah, like a monster coming over a hill. I mean we should have we should have talked about this because really a pandemic is the thing. They would go on through anything except a pandemic. Well, I think... So, the whole premise of the Archers, and what was this that... I think... Have we talked about on the show how there's a, an official academic Archers conference? Or not an official one, but like there is an academic Archers conference mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. academics get together and present seminars and lectures on topics in the in the archers such as mm-hmm. uh why no one is uh why there is such a low diabetes rate despite the fact that everyone eats so many cakes and biscuits all the time <laughs> um 
And you should have said that the first time we talked about it. That's really good. Um, yeah, that was one of the things. And and, and the theory behind it, the, 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 the scientific theory posited, is that um, uh, everyone, like, there's just way more exercise in Ambridge than there is anywhere else uh, on average. Because oh, sure. everyone walks, like, miles out of their way to deliver a message that could be sent by text. They Like, every meeting is always face-to-face, -face, right? So... <laughs> This is, I think, why the pandemic means that if, if they addressed it in the show, it just couldn't continue. Yeah, absolutely. Because the whole point of the Archers is that everyone goes face to face. And it's like the joke I've always made about the Archers before we started doing this show even is like, oh, have you seen John? Oh, yeah, John's, he's been down the pub. Let, let's all go down the pub. Click, yeah. Clop, 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 clop. Oh, we're in the people... pub now. You just couldn't do it. You couldn't have people just happening to be in the area, so thought they'd say hi and see how you're doing. Right, that's exactly. how twenty percent of conversations start on the arches, and you can't do that now. It would, I mean, yeah. What are they get? What What are they going to do? Just like Zoom call, be like, well, I was just on Zoom, and I thought I'd give you a call. So I have a theory about something that happened recently in relation to. There was a bit where someone did call someone on the show. They got a phone call. Shula got a phone call from Alistair. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a phone call conversation. Mayhaps a Archer's actor went into quarantine a little before everyone else did. Mm -hmm. They couldn't get <laughs> Because he said, I'll meet up with you tomorrow. And then he couldn't meet up tomorrow in the show. He had last minute cancellation. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perhaps some people had to do some rewrites regarding who would be in a scene and they uh -huh. had to replace Alistair with the Reverend because he didn't mind uh, emerging from his human human hamster hole to record a scene for the archers. Yeah. Um, but now, now they are... So they are still recording. They're recording from home. I've seen photos of people in their little bedrooms with their yes. mics set up. Exactly like we are now. They're no better mm. than us. <laughs> yeah. He, who's the professional voice actors now? <laughs> it's, it's still Who's them. the they people still, with money and careers now? <laughs> BB, uh, BBC? More like... Stupid... Broadcasting company. <laughs> Lame, bro. Please cut this out, Janet. I'm begging you. <laughs> That's why. Oh God, me saying that means that she won't know. Um, so I just so do we think that this is is this the divergence point? Do we think that that in the future, Archers is now no longer based in 21st century Britain? Oh, it's, it's, it's what now you mean, in a this parallel. This is where the timeline. This is where the this timeline, is where the timeline splits. <laughs> because, like, wh let's think. Wh what else? What else has happened? Major events that have happened in British uh, and international history that have been addressed in the Archers. Uh, Nine Eleven. Did that happen in the Archers? Uh, hmm. Hmm. I've got to feel like yes, because and, and I like, feel like I at least. At least the London Underground stuff happened on the Archers because I really do feel like, you know, Archers does feel like it lives in a post-Patriot Act style of world. Right. So, so the Iraq War happened in the Archers, and like, yeah, the, yeah, the seven seven bombings, uh, the the, yeah. the Afghanistan War, 
you know um did the vietnam war happen <laughs> i have to assume i have to assume that like there was a character on the archers who joined like an anti-war protest and, like mean, one this... of the hippie characters or some shit yeah that would be um oh god i can't do names right now uh that would be pat is pat the one that threw the box of granola bars no that was jill i feel yes. like she would also yes be. <laughs> you're the one that watch that listens to the show <laughs> there's like 40 characters tell me about it um, um so what i'm saying is <laughs> that this what i was trying to say is that this point is the divergence between the real timeline and the archers which now exists in a parallel universe where COVID-19 didn't break out I mean, across the world. I mean, this is how you do it. This is and how so you build now, reality. It's entirely a fictional universe, and that means that my theory from before, that ghosts exist in the archers, <laughs> this can is... finally be true. I really love that you said that, because I was jokingly going to say, see, I do know how you build diverging timelines because i've put a lot of effort into my two diverging scooby-doo timelines and there would be a and one lot of them of... is that the ghosts are real and one of them is that ghosts aren't real yeah See, we so... live in mystery incorporated God, i can't believe and they live i can't believe the archers is taking place in one of the ultimate scooby-doo timelines that's so nice for them but it is real and they're taking to place in the ones with Fred the movies and Velma can't get covid19 because <laughs> if they're in that timeline then covid doesn't <laughs> exist so they're okay as well which is reassuring well, no there's a version of fred and velma that can oh yes so um, and that's the version i'm most likely like, to meet what's new scooby-doo and like the original show they all can get covid19 <laughs> but um <laughs> the movie the movie's all of the animated and live action films um they they can't they're already going through enough already so i think <laughs> i mean they have to deal with the supernatural every day they have so to deal um a trade-off with that has movie. to be made they had to deal with that island that had scrappy uh, on it <laughs> you know they've been through enough uh-huh um this is the worst conversation i've ever had in my life well <laughs> i i just had to mention it um i feel like it's the gaping hole in the plot that i needed to close i needed to close the loop and now i, I can jump then again i say that pretty much every time we record this i think to my i think to myself wow this is the worst conversation i've ever had i don't know how i could have a worse conversation than this and, and then, then next month you call me again yeah and, and we... there i am like the gangly house spider in the corner of your room <laughs> still here to make you confront the the contagion of the scooby-doo cast yeah i mean you it, it, it's only you in so much as you bring out the worst things i have to say I'm about a, the i'm world. a catalyst <laughs> i should say i i mean i feel like i should say why i like josh oh yeah yeah go for it that's just a little extra thing so uh josh also had a run-in with the police because uh turns out some of the vehicles for his uh sort of tech uh fun tech business were uh stolen 
Whoops. Did he steal them? No, no. He bought but them and they were stolen. He has been keeping atrocious records. So he was really worried that he was going to get in major trouble. And I started to really relate to him because it, he was just like crying because of how incompetent he'd been. And he, I was like, I feel that. Of course that would make you endear to a character <laughs> is them being dysfunctional. <laughs> They'd be like, I don't know how to deal with money. And I was like, oh, boo, I feel you. Yeah, but he's he runs a business. I I fucking ran a business. I ran a business, and I would, they put me in charge of the money, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a nightmare. Um. Okay, so he's just kind of a, a delightful mess at the minute. Yeah, he's just like, I'm never going to make this mistake again. I've learned my lesson, and I feel really bad. And I was like, maybe he's all right. I'm sure he'll make me hate him again in like another two months, but but know. for now he's moving off of the shit list. <laughs> for now he feels pathetic, and therefore he has a special place in my heart. <laughs> I collect all the waifs and strays. A little box called Pathetic Souls locked away <laughs> in Ray's heart. Yeah, bit of an Ursula me, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> time for me to climb back into that that little box. Uh, until next month. <laughs> I'm opening the lid. Thank you. Ah, it's so comfy in here. Oh, hey, look, it's Josh Archer and oh, oh, you've you've slammed the lid. Oh. <laughs> You're fucking adorable. Thanks. Um. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll see what's going on next month. Uh, yeah. Who knows where we'll be, both physically and mentally, and also the archers. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. So yeah. Funny. You don't. You don't have anything yeah. to add. Just, yeah. Uh, I, what? What else is there left to say? I, there's nothing. Don't. Left to don't. Say. I think the only thing we can say is don't use petrol to pull up a floor and then light the grill. Am I right? So uh, some good advice for everyone, I think. That's a relatable advice for the everyman. Yep. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you to Janet for slicing and dicing whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Um, please tell someone about the show. Anyone. Tell your cousin. Tell your Uncle Phil about this show. Get Maybe your Uncle even... Phil to listen to it. Maybe get Phil to tell all of his workmen about it. Yeah, spread it around your workforce. Um, until next time, thank you. I've been Alex. And I've been Ray. And remember to shut the gate or those cows, they'll use petrol to pull up a lino flooring <laughs> and cause a terrible fire that burns a hotel down. Despite what only having shoes. Those cows, they'll commit some shoddy, shoddy workmanship. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.